KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, April 24th. Ambulances are taking too long to respond to 911 calls in San Diego. How they're trying to get more ambulances on the streets next. But first, let's do the headlines. The Exercise in Nutritional Sciences Building at San Diego State reopens today. It was closed for more than two months after a professor in the department contracted Legionnaire's disease. Professor Michael Bono died from Legionnaire's, which is a form of pneumonia that spreads through bacteria. The bacteria was found in the ENS Annex building. The university says the building has been disinfected and tested to make sure it's safe to re-enter. The section of Park Boulevard that goes through Balboa Park got a makeover. The new design includes a vehicle lane, dedicated bus lane, a separated bike lane, and a high-visibility crosswalk. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria says the project is part of continued efforts to fix city streets and give San Diegans more choices to get around that are safe, feasible, and good for the environment. The San Diego Padres are on the road this week and the itinerary includes their first trip to Mexico since 2016. This Saturday and Sunday, the Friars and their division rivals, the San Francisco Giants, will play a pair of regular season games in Mexico City. Major League Baseball says this will be a regular feature on the schedule over the next three seasons, but teams for 2024 and 2025 are yet to be announced. The series comes just as the Padres are back to full strength with star players Fernando Tatis Jr. and Joe Musgrove returning to the roster in recent days. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. City of San Diego officials last week took the first step towards increasing the number of ambulances on the streets. Health reporter Matt Hoffman says this comes after months of negotiating. A deal between the city's ambulance provider Falk and San Diego Fire Rescue means more ambulances available in San Diego. Falk is supposed to provide 900 advanced life support ambulance hours every day, but it's failed to consistently hit that number. With full city council approval, it will soon be able to contract out additional ambulances to another provider. San Diego Fire Rescue Chief Colin Stoll says that could add up to 10 more ambulances every day citywide. Our community needs to be able to rely on ambulances 
when you call 911, you should expect to get a fire engine and an ambulance there for a medical emergency. And right now there's times when, when it's either delayed or there's not one immediately available at that time. The City Council's Public Safety Committee unanimously approved the subcontracting amendment, and the full council is set to take it up next month. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. A state lawmaker from San Diego is taking action to try to address racism in high school sports. Reporter Jacob Ayer says it's a response to incidents that happened in our region. Local Assembly member Akila Weber introduced AB 1327, a bill that would require the California Interscholastic Federation, or CIF, to develop a standardized incident form and track racial discrimination or harassment that occurs at high school sporting games or events. San Diego's Lincoln High School felt this issue firsthand less than two years ago, says the school's football coach, David Dunn. When we have to prepare our kids to potentially face racial comments, been stepped on, been spat at, been antagonized, been called out of their name during the contest in certain areas of the city, that's a whole nother ball game. The school was on the receiving end of racially charged messaging on t-shirts and social media posts by some students at Cathedral Catholic High School. Weber's bill is sponsored by the California-Hawaii NAACP and would also have the CIF annually post results on their website. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Border Patrol agents are not supposed to destroy humanitarian aid left along the border. But that's exactly what happened in the Altai Mountains. And border reporter Gustavo Solis says volunteers caught the interaction on video. It started off as a routine water drop-off, but volunteers with the Borderlands Relief Collective found dozens of water bottles and cans of food dumped on the ground. When it happened, Emmett Norris confronted a couple of Border Patrol agents nearby. He got the response on video. We destroy it, we try to clean it up because they leave cleaning it up. That, that's cleaning it up. Norris says that the volunteers were disappointed with that answer. And their, their words and their actions and their demeanor kind of speak for themselves. Customs and Border Protection is now doing an internal investigation. In a statement, the agency says that leadership has told agents specifically not to remove or destroy humanitarian supplies left in the Otai Mountains. Last fiscal year was the deadliest on record for migrants crossing the border. More than 850 died. That's an average of more than 15 deaths each week. David Greenblatt is another volunteer with the collective. Uh, we're doubling down and actually exerting 10 times our, our previous efforts as far as leaving supplies where they're needed in the mountains and deserts along the border. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Coming up, Imperial Beach is experiencing the impacts of climate change firsthand. We'll have that story and more just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. 
So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Imperial Beach is already experiencing coastal flooding thanks to a warming climate that's pushing sea levels up. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says the working-class community has also been having regular coastal flooding and the water issues are moving inland. The risk of rising sea levels was in full view in the winter of 2019. A Pacific storm relentlessly pushed 10 to 15-foot waves at the shore. At the same time, a king tide was raising sea levels more than a foot above normal high tides. The result was predictable and Seacoast Drive got soaked. High tide events, you couple that with rain events, you couple that with wave events, you pretty much have created the perfect storm. Julia Felder is a Scripps Institution of Oceanography researcher who's been tracking sea levels along the Imperial Beach shore for years. Where you're going to get flooding from the coast, you're going to get flooding from inland, and it all sort of combines to make everything wet. Just a few years later, waves are washing over the coastal armaments on regular sunny days with normal six-foot high tides. And the rising water is making its presence felt inland, far away from the shore. These things are really heavy. Chris Elmer works for the Imperial Beach Public Works Department. He's looking into a manhole on the western edge of town. You can actually see the water coming up in our storm drain system. Even on a clear day, there is standing water in a pipe that's supposed to flush rainwater out of the town and into the Tijuana estuary. Hassan Devani works for San Diego State University. He's studying how the rising local groundwater table is leading to what he calls compound flooding. Most studies so far, they're focusing on sea level impacts along the coastline, but now you have this whole urban system with most things underground and now you need to deal with it because groundwater is rising. The rising sea level is pushing seawater inland, under the ground. And since seawater is heavier than fresh, they collide, pushing up the underground freshwater table. Natural areas, you might have wetlands and you know, beautiful ecosystems for habitats, but in urban systems, that's basically flooding of somebody's home or an elementary school basement flooded. You know, so that, that's disrupting the infrastructure in urban areas. And it doesn't help that the city's stormwater infrastructure is aging. We know every pipe has a crack. And then once the soil is saturated, it finds its way, it infiltrates into the uh, pipe. So then if we can conserve rainwater in any way, if we can do rainwater harvesting kind of indirectly, we're helping. The idea is to have the entire community, every home and apartment, add rain barrels to take pressure off the aging stormwater system. Jennifer Gailey sells rain barrels at the Solana Center for Environmental Innovation. She's not convinced it's a complete solution. Here's the problem and here is part of the solution. Uh, and because I think that is what it's going to end up being, it's part of the solution is getting these rain barrels. That'll leave the city with some difficult choices. Street flooding already happens in inland areas far away from the beach. 
and flooding will become more serious as sea levels continue to rise. It's almost kind of like a canary in a coal mine. Julia Felder is a physical oceanographer. In terms of understanding what the future will hold uh, in terms of sea level rise, and um, but also in terms of adaptation, you know, the, the tools that the city is, is taking in order to understand, you know, how to mitigate what might be coming. Challenge for Imperial Beach officials is to find solutions that don't bankrupt the city's treasury. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. We're having to adapt to climate change, but we're also trying to limit its impacts by reducing emissions. Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says a project to widen the 56 could be a setback in doing just that. The project is going before the San Diego City Council today. San Diego has pledged to zero out its greenhouse gas emissions over the next 12 years. Achieving that will require huge reductions in driving. But decades of research make clear the addition of new carpool lanes on a two-mile stretch of the 56 in Carmel Valley will put more cars on the road, and it won't fix congestion. The project has a budget of $22.5 million. City traffic engineers told a council committee last fall that Caltrans would cover any cost overruns. But Caltrans told KPBS that's not true. If construction bids come in over budget, Caltrans will likely shrink the project down in size. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. The torrential rain we've had this winter not only helped ease the drought, it also brought us hills full of flowers. Reporter Alexander Wynn tells us about the native flowers blooming right now at Mission Trails Park. As the gentle afternoon breeze rustles over a tiny white wild cucumber flower and a bird chirps in Mission Trails Regional Park, spring has sprung. What's blooming here? <laughs> Everything! <laughs> Heidi Gutnack is a ranger at the park. She says the string of winter storms have made everything a lot greener and the flowers are popping up everywhere. But it's not quite a super bloom here in San Diego. And there are actually an abundance of certain types of flowers uh, this year than we've seen in previous years. But uh, it's not kind of the same as like, you know, in the desert when they have a super bloom where there's just like as far as the eyes can see. When you do visit the park, Gutnick says stay on the trails, take only pictures, and leave the flowers for the birds and the bees. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. Do you like thrift shopping? If not, would you like it if you could thrift from your couch? If so, you're in luck, because Father Jones Villages has added an online thrift store that launches today. They'll sell gently used clothing, jewelry, household goods, accessories, electronics, and other items donated by supporters. The online store is an addition to its four brick-and-mortar stores. The revenue goes towards helping unsheltered individuals and families with programs and services. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful Monday. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation. 
presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.